Zone, episode 254. My name is Anthony Gallegos. Joining me, as always, is Arthur Geese. I was expecting a smarmy remark about Dota to start us off. No, no, no. We'll uh, get to that later. Matt Chandernay. Hello. And Mitch Dyer. Do you remember Back from the in dead? Star and, and just so we Wayne. don't, just so we don't cause car accidents by having you guys talk about Dota like an hour in when people yeah. are like starting to get tired. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> yeah. get it out of the way right now. I don't think that that's a good idea. No, I was okay. gonna say let's do it for the end so that I, people can just stop when we say it's Dota. I time. think we should be on a, on a clock for the Dota stuff yeah. so that we don't get out of control. I agree. All right, so I played Titan Souls. Sounds like All right, a plan. I'm playing on my Vita. How far are you? I'm on the fourth boss. Is Not that very the f- far. that first area? Yeah. All right, you're still where that game is fucking awesome. And yeah. it's and yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Cool. Have fun in the next area when that game gets bad. Why? I don't. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I don't think it's bad. I think everything about that game that is not the bosses becomes kind of bad. Oh, I thought that's all the game was. It is, I mean, but you there's have to wander around to find. Them. Yeah, there's this weird exploration element, which is weird because the world is this like vacant, hollow shell that's sad, and not in an interesting way. Where it's like, oh, the world is so sad to be in and like they lost something it's just boring and you end up doing a lot of walking around and a lot of meaningless puzzle solving to get a door open to fight a cool boss oh i always thought it was just shoot the door go fight a boss it's not it ends up being like you need to light these like eight torches by shooting an arrow through, through one fire. fire and you have to do like eight times it's really tedious and then that Which boss kills you. you only do that once but then it's a bunch of stuff like that. There are weird puzzles all over. I don't think they're... I mean, I don't... I guess I don't... I, maybe I just found a couple, few in a row. I think maybe that's what <clears> happened. <throat> um, like, there's actually not a lot of that. Although there Good. are sort of, quote, hidden bosses. Sure. Like, there's a, a Lost Woods puzzle, basically, oh, to cool. find one of them. I just really enjoyed the fact that the very first bosses are all basically, with the exception of the slime one, one-hit kills. Yeah. And it's because it's so goddamn hard to get yeah. that one. It's hit. all about precision, which yeah. is interesting, right? It like, is. It is much more interesting. You and I than, chose to play it on a Vita than of typical all bullet hell. Which is weird because that seems like it would not be the best place. It's to fine. Go. It works. Yeah, it seems fine to me. But it's like, it's like you know, bullet hell games are used to just shooting a million bullets a yeah. second and having them, and that's kind of what it feels like in a way. Like it kind of feels like that, except it's more about the dodging of a bullet hell game and shooting like every. Like, I, I probably shoot once every 20 seconds in that game yeah. at most. Well, yeah, well, because from what people may not know, unless you're already familiar you only with, have one with that game, is you only have one arrow. When you shoot it, wherever it ends up, whether you hit your enemy or not, you then have to press and hold a button to suck it back to yourself, and then right. you can fire it again. Right, and if, when you're can, sucking it back to your... you can't move. Right. But so. it also deals damage. It does deal damage when it's coming back Totally, so there too. can be a strategy about when you suck it back, or yeah. you can just walk over it. But yeah. I find in that game, it's like, you know, I'd heard people compare it to, like, Dark the Souls games in a little bit, just in the sense <laughs> that it's like learning about yeah. the boss's cycle so you can learn the way to beat him, right? Obviously with less, probably, overall strategy than in the Souls game, because in Souls games you're like... They're got, extended affairs. And you have, like, he has phases, and he might have also, like, a... You have like a guy attacking with this a hammer is going to handle it different than a guy with a sword and shield, et cetera, et cetera. This it's always your one arrow. arrow, but I can still see that because every boss can one hit kill you, right? Yep. But you so, also one hit kill almost every boss. Totally, it's just that it's just that, that unlike you, any attack the boss does will kill you, whereas you have a very specific way you have to take out each. Which boss. ends up being my biggest problem, where I walk for two minutes to get to a boss and he instantly kills me. And I have to go back to the start of the I know, I do, I do wish there and was a checkpoint like, right when you enter the room. Yeah, like, I'm, it's That's so boring to have to just it's walk through It's like having to watch a cutscene over and over again, which is it's yeah. funny to say that because it's only, like, 35 or 45 seconds, but the boss only lasts, like, five seconds. Yeah, yeah when you do it successfully, it's just like, wham, and you got but him. That, like, so, most of this game is not the good part of the game. 
Right, but even the good part, like my my biggest issue, like what I talked about in the review, is that I feel like everything is anticlimactic. Like every win is anticlimactic because it's not. Oh, I figured out what to do right, and now I know. Now I have to do that right thing. Like even a couple times, it's just like I did the right thing. Like all right, I'm done. Yeah, I know. I almost feel like it. It would benefit in some ways from having like a smash TV sort of setup. That I'm just running from one battle to the next, room to room. No gaps in between. Right. No world. Just oh. let me fight bosses. You know, just a boss chain thing. Then everyone would get the achievement for beating the game in 20 minutes. So, I don't know. Which I guess you could do. Uh, later, there there are bosses that take more than one hit. I mean, it's not oh, cool. the boss that takes more than one hit with the jelly monster. Sure. Yes. Um, but there are bosses that take more than one hit. And those are the most interesting bosses in are the they, game, Do they come in, in phases? Opinion. Like, you hit him, he gets pissed off, he changes what he does? No, it's just... Uh, I it, it it's hard to say without quote spoiling it and I and it is sure. spoiling it because bosses are the only thing that are in this game. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you ever fight any bosses that surprise you cuz in that very first world there was one boss that I was like I don't know what this thing is. Huh. Oh, it's a fucking boss and he just killed me. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." Cuz all the other ones I entered like a very clear arena. And yeah. This is the only one in that first area that's like outdoors. And it just looks like an old well or something like that. And then you shoot it and it's two fists come um, out. A couple of the bosses are surprising in part because uh, they don't kill you right away. Like there's one in particular that doesn't kill you right away. That's my favorite boss in the game. Not only does he not kill you right away, but one of his attacks, if it hits you in a certain way, it poisons you. Which changes like the colors. And if he poisons you twice, it actually speeds up your reaction time. Whoa. Uh, so it makes him a little easier to hit. It makes it faster to navigate. But if you get hit again with the poison splash, you die. Mm. And if he hits you at all, you okay. die. So there's like a benefit to letting yourself be poisoned twice. Right, which you would only figure out if it happened by accident. Like it doesn't telegraph any of that shit to you. Hmm. Uh, and there's like another boss that's like this giant plant where you have to peel stuff back and actually get in to shoot it. Like it's just, it's interesting. Like it's it's an interesting boss encounter with multiple sort of steps and and that sense of discovery is something that i didn't feel like i had anywhere else in the game because it's usually just like oh that's what i have to kill i just need to figure out where i need to be standing when i shoot my arrow to activate the boss and where i need to roll as soon as it comes alive to have my arrow ready to fire when its ass is pointing to me yep like that is almost every boss in that game and the bosses that aren't like as often as not i just killed them by accident yeah that's happened to me a couple yeah, times you just fire that one lucky shot and it hits them yeah. yeah you don't even get to discover the boss yeah and it's not like Man, I feel for me it wasn't. Man, I feel awesome doing that. Is like, I am really not sure what happened, but I guess I'll just find the next one. Hmm. I guess I, I it comes off really clever early on because you fight like the first boss that's like an ice cube, and then you figure his thing out. Those are awesome. Like when you yeah. use the environment against the boss. Yeah, I I think earlier on it's less inclined to kill you immediately. Like it gets more punishing later your, oh, and your commute is way shorter in the beginning it's you walk up some stairs and you commute. go back again it's a fucking commute in the second area man like, i wish you could roll upstairs yeah, yeah i know you i know you just want to roll in that game the whole time and then you bash your head on but stairs you can roll downstairs and when you do you roll all the way yeah down. it's great yeah and you get a little um, speed boost when you hit the bottom yeah I, don't, I just i feel like that that discovery curve that it suggests from being a game all about boss battles and the games like even Dark Souls are about, and to say nothing of Shadow of the Colossus, which this is clearly ripping off, mm-hmm. like in every meaningful way. Just makes me want to play Shadow of the Colossus. Um, like those are about discovery. Like there's a real sense of exploration and discovery, and I just don't feel like that's here. Yeah, and what Colossus did really well, and like this is just not even worth talking about at this point because everyone knows it, but those boss battles, <clears throat> it's the only thing in the game. 
but there's still a sense of learning about not only like the patterns but the environment and where you need to be and when because well, yeah, there are also levels yeah and They're this doesn't have levels. that it's just an it's it's a boss battle without any of the like you got here the, the, the this boss has the final examination of your skills mm-hmm. this has an emphasis on precision shooting and that sort of combat whereas yeah. shadows was not you didn't no. have to really fight at all it was no. platformed to the spot that you could hurt it to right. and yep. you had to figure out how to platform to the spot and that could even get a little repetitive at times where it's like okay you got there stab it don't fall but right. it was like it was a skill it was a balance of your resources in terms of like your grip meter grip and energy or like whatever that economy was and discovery and figuring out where the hell this thing's weak point was i think right. this game started as a let em dare it experiment did. yep and i think that it shows in that it is so married to this very sort of cute concept like this like man what if we just make a game that's all bosses and they're all one hit kills and you're a one hit kill and that's yeah. all there is i mean yeah it's, it's a, a great concept mechanic. that sounds Love great it. like it when does. you're at a game jam like and when like you start with a game but i i feel like it plays out its concept so quickly and everything else is just like a not particularly interesting variation on that that central idea and yeah i, I it felt long even though it only took me like it's like maybe two and a half to four hours depending on how many times you die okay um i don't know if i'm gonna go back to it how many bosses have you killed how many were in the first area four six does so, anything change do i get more powerful after no, i kill nope, enough bosses never. you are you See, that's you what are. i that's what i feel like it's missing in a way is i felt like there's no progression yeah a little bit of progression somehow like i kind of wish even it, was if like, it was just like faster arrow summoning I sure don't know. or like a second character they unlock after the yeah, like maybe halfway through you get a second character and like she has a sword and you have to do it and it's even harder so there no there's a new game <clears> plus <throat> version that makes everything harder like that everything moves faster that's okay uh, and also, there is a <laughs> boss you can defeat to make their names not gibberish. Oh. Yeah, but aren't their names just, uh, like, Ice Monster? Yes. Rock Monster? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I, it's, I... Like, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I'm just let down by the it. The game I plan on trying before we record next is uh, a couple of early access games. One's called Mordheim. Which I would only that heard about from a friend. Mordheim was a expanded rule set for Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, that's where why you played as individual familiar. characters fighting in a city called Mordheim. And so instead of it being Warhammer all about having gigantic armies, it was Warhammer about playing as a super special character hmm. and trying to get them through scenarios. Like it was trying to marry Warhammer and D anD. d Yeah, in a, in that sort of sense. And it it kind of it was a failure it was by a and way large. To sell more shit, but it sold <laughs> less shit though because you only had to buy like one hero that you could paint really awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, but you, then like you could buy environmental pieces. Totally, yes, yes, mm-hmm. that was the hope. But I don't think it ever took off. So they kind mm-hmm. of eventually, you know, silently canceled more time. But Games Workshop has just been farming out their IP to fucking there everyone. There are so many Warhammer games right now. Yeah, there's just everyone. It's all from like these European. Exactly. Yeah. And so this, Some of them sound really cool though. This one's out on early access. It's basically done too. It's like, it's just a, like, it's not one of those games that strikes me as like uh, early access for the next three years. It's like early access for like four months. Yeah. Just because they, I don't think they have online play working or yeah, something Yeah, like I yet. just got a, a press release or I got a press release a while back for them adding a new war band. Yeah. See, it's just little things like that. It's content but at this point. I don't know why you don't just release it but whatever I, I, it sounds when there's an expectation that it works the way it's supposed to yeah i mean it looks cool and uh, that's the that's the main thing like honestly i've been thinking about like what's coming out more recently than i'm excited to play i don't really know yeah besides that's why i've been kind of looking more to 
weird indie games. Yeah, I got Xenoblade on my DS. And like everyone's like, aren't you so excited for Warhammer? Warmintide, uh, Total War. Oh yeah, and I was like, nah. Total Warhammer. I mean, it'll be fun. Good job. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it will be fun. But it's like, it doesn't like. I don't watch that CG trailer and get stoked on it because I'm like, I don't know. I want to see. You know what, better. You're, I mean, yeah, the, the interesting no. thing for me about Total War, and I feel like maybe we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like when I played Shogun, I never played the war stuff. I never did the combat. I only played the political board game stuff. Yeah, and you just auto resolve all the yeah. combat. Yeah, like I'm willing. No, to I'm take sure the you'll hit. still be able to do that in Warhammer as well. I just don't think it'll be as interesting in Warhammer. Yeah, because like, Warhammer it is about the combat, it is about the tactics. I guess it'll depend on whether or not they have like a pretty robust story element. Sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. They can. They That's can, why I love Dawn of War. They have. They have dumb stories in in fantasy. Oh yeah, no, they have. Yeah. A, there's a ton of fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like maybe too much. <laughs> I also think though <laughs> that like simplified combat really does Warhammer games good like the game i think that ever came like the the namco bandai ones in the early 2000s were great pc strategy games warhammer ones which ones Mm. are those they were called warhammer tide of chaos or something like that i forget but they don't remember those but they they were fully 3d strategy games where and and it was like you controlled units at a time, not in Mark of Chaos. Mark of Chaos, yeah. I don't remember so that. You, it's awesome. Like you should go back and find those because mm. it's it, it's like a 40k in the sense that you don't control individual guys. You control like a like a, a regiment, and so you move no, the whole. Oh god, no! They did a bunch. They did uh, yeah Battle March. Yeah, Battle March was good too. I reviewed that game on 360. Yep. Yeah, it was not very good. So on, on 360 <laughs> maybe, but I'm saying when you yeah. have the full controls like. On PC, it was actually pretty great, and it was mm. because it was like, again, you fought with whole regiments, whole regiments would break, it dealt with the things like, you know, fear and courage and stuff like that, and you had to like, I don't remember if it had the thing, the one that was really good was Shadow of the Horned Rat on PlayStation 1. Shadow of the Horned Rat. And that we was, talked about this, I know we talked about, I remember yeah. you saying exactly so it's, this. It's a fucking Probably awesome around game. Space Marine time. No, so. when we talked about uh, uh, Total Warhammer. Yeah, I'm just saying, oh. it looks cool. But I can't be excited for it just based off a CG trailer. Sure. Have you thought about just playing like stuff you haven't played yet? I don't know. Like, yeah, you dude, have a gigantic backlog. I have War Machine Tactics installed on Steam, a game that like I've never played the War Machine tabletop game, but it looks awesome. And this has a lot of really awesome shit. Like you have a commander unit his, who's sort of like a MOA unit, uh, which you know, like Warcraft Three or whatever. But it's it's a. Like I just I think the art style is really cool. I think the idea of controlling like all these different units like artillery and whatever. Like it's kind of Warhammery, but I don't know the Warhammer or uh Did you play the Dawn of War? Yeah. Games? Yeah, I love Dawn of War. And that's why this one has me excited. Like War Machine seems really cool and I just haven't got to it yet. It's got a ton of different uh it's campaigns and though, factions. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not. It seems time. a little bit like Valkyria, which is really great. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool looking world if you like steampunk shit because yeah. that's what War Machine's all about is that yeah. if you're in for that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. if you're one of those people, I'm turning my nose up at it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, but like the stuff that came out last year that you didn't play. Uh, have you, uh, you're since you like weird indie shit, have you played Distance? I have not played Distance yet. It's, uh, I think it might still be in early access, uh, but it's it's a super cool racing game. It, it's, uh, oh, yeah, I know what Distance is, Sorry. yeah. Yeah, it, it it does like all kinds of crazy shit. Like you're you at any point you can just leap into the air and then uh spread your wings and start flying and the only resource you have to worry about is heat like if you overheat so you can like skip like vast parts of the track to land on other parts of the track. There's parts that you have to fly through. You do this thing where you jump and then like you turn your car to the side to like 
hit to hit road pieces that are that are you know vertical and like you know to go from the floor to the roof when the floor disappears and yeah if you go to digipins website uh the school you can play the early version yeah of i was it. gonna say i just uh. saw screenshots of this i'm pretty sure i have the original it's uh yeah it was ma- it, one of, it was a uh, one of the guys that helped me on daylight the other designer hmm. oh, no w- shit. It made that game at digipin nice. and then his friends were like we're gonna turn it into a real thing uh, and they're doing it for yeah, they're so. doing a pretty good job with it too. Yeah, that's um, what I heard. Yeah, it's uh, super enjoyable. It's a good couch co-op game. It works really well in like you know horizontal split screen, and uh, the uh, the mechanics are super interesting because it's all kind of like this Tron metaphor, like you're in the computer. Yeah, and uh, uh, it does really interesting things with the tracks where there will be like these laser beams, and like your if your car hits a laser beam at a certain angle, it'll like cut your car in half or shear off part of it or something like that and yet but you're still going but you only have like two wheels to control your car with now so it's a lot harder to control uh so it's like just because like your car gets cut in half doesn't mean that like you can't keep driving that's actually pretty cool and it has and it has a really good sense of speed it goes super super fast i just occurred to me as i i was looking on steam at this game and then just bounced on a page we should all play x-wing versus tie fighter because now it's on Steam. I'd be really? curious if it nice if, yeah. it, if the control issues have been worked out though. Because I sure when I played it off of good old games, I couldn't get my joystick to work. Oh. Believe it or not, just because it's on Steam doesn't mean it fucking works. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So. <laughs> could it be played with mouse and keyboard? Uh, X Wing versus Tie Fighter could, I believe. Okay. And mm. the 2000 or like 1999 edition of Tie Fighter could. Oh shit! It's only LAN. Oh, well that's scratch not surprising. that. Uh, why is it why, scratch that just bring over any crappy laptop <laughs> yeah. I, I, true. fine <laughs> uh, x-wing versus tie fighter requires a controller or joystick also that game is deceptive like way more difficult than you remember it being oh i'm sure like, it is you have to use every key on the keyboard type thing you know and it's like <laughs> to switch camera angles to mm-hmm. change the power to your shields to like switch <laughs> targets it is a complex game much yeah. like uh, flight alliance X-Wing Alliance, in my opinion, is the best of them. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the, one, it's the only one I'd never heard of. That's 99. It's, it's the newest one, and yet the thing it benefited from was that it was the engine that they went and put the new version of TIE Fighter back into, an X-Wing re-release. Hmm. But the cool thing about it was it was the first game that came with a scenario maker. So oh, you cool. could, uh, instead of just flying the missions that were in the game, you could be like, I'm gonna put me and with a bunch of rookie Y wing pilots, and we're gonna and a, we're gonna face off against a star destroyer and to see what happens. Nice, and see if you could do it. Uh, that's, that's super cool. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, as I'm poking around again, the Star Wars collection is on sale for twenty three dollars. Yeah, it'll be cheaper. In that like includes four days. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's on sale. Uh-huh. Uh, but it includes Star Wars Battlefront Two, Star Wars Empire at War, Jedi Knight, all the Jedi Knight games. It was the humble bundle that they just had, basically. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars yeah. humble bundle. Most importantly, it comes with Republic Commando and Starfighter. Yeah, Republic Commando is super good. If no, if you're out there listening to this and you haven't played Republic Commando, you should. I've been rethinking about a replay of that game. It's uh, yeah, it holds up pretty well. Starfighter holds up okay. I wish they had Jedi Starfighter. That on there. is what I am saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jedi Starfighter was a little bit cooler. Yeah. I don't know if that mm-hmm. ever came out for PC. They added a bunch of really I don't cool think special did. powers. Yeah. So I never played it. It's got- it actually made the like you when you watch the movie and you're like, why do the Jedi have their own weird starfighters? What are those weird circle things? And then it, it makes it all, it makes right. it all make sense why those exist in the Jedi Starfighter game. And also Arthur. using like Jedi fucking powers. Yeah, like while they fighting they, they yeah, use really their cool. Jedi powers in the ship, which is like, oh, okay, that's yeah, awesome. It was only on Xbox and PlayStation. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah, 
I never, I never had a an Xbox. I was also on PS2. It was on PS2. I played it all on, all on PS2. I played it on Xbox, but yeah, that was like, I really enjoyed that game, and it had like, I think it had co op the whole the whole thing. Yep, you could split screen co op the entire game. It wow. was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a, need more of that in the world. Yeah, it's, eh. it's 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 tough to find games that'll do that. You know, I imagine. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Black Ops 3's got split-screen co-op now. I like that the campaign is four-player co-op in general. I do kind of wonder about that. I don't know. I have questions about it. Yeah, I, I mean, did that, not like Black Ops 2's campaign at all. I did. I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'd play any of them that I could play with friends. I like too. Like, yeah. I played it, I'll play them anyways, but I'd play it with someone else. Just why oh, not? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, uh, anything that allows me to play with friends is like kind of an automatic i'll play it if it's even somewhat of a decent game yeah and something like uh you know it was like the best times i ever had playing gears the gears of war games were when i could actually play co-op and then uh so you know like having a four-player co-op thing that doesn't even have to i think gears of war showed a lot of people like how you can make a linear shooter and still have it be have a lot of good story elements in it, and make everyone feel like they matter. Unlike yeah. a Halo game where you are just like generic elite number three, which they right. handled a little better in Halo Three. A little bit. Halo Five looks like it's really going to handle that well. Yeah, there nice. are a lot of fucking Spartans on yeah. the box art for that. Show. And I know four of them, which is cool. <laughs> is Jun in that game? No, it's uh, Kelly, Fred, Linda, and John. John is Bob. the survivor. <laughs> I think John is the survivor from Reach, like the dude uh, who had the skull on his on his head. Who was played by Marlo from The Wire that carries the thing off. Oh, I don't care about those characters. Um, they were bad. It was the helmet that that made me. Think. I thought everybody oh, in Reach died. The, the smushed one, the like smushed visor, thin visor one. No, no, he had like the the recon helmet. Oh, the I orbital think. thing. Yeah. Uh, so did uh, Fred. Anyway. Uh, but that's an Herb excellent Kelly. segue, Matt, because come this <laughs> fall, I'm going to make Anthony play Gears of War with me again. Nice. So do you want to play re- replay Gears 1? I like if really the Gears of War collection Gears is just Gears 1, do you want to replay it? Yes, I what? absolutely do. Like, I would replay I them all. It does not jump out at me. I, think, I would replay them all. Yeah. The encounter design, I think, is really good in the first one. Um, I will be curious. I am also, I want to see what they did with it. Like, I... I did research last week as we were trying to. Like, I'm interested in it if it's down. not sixty dollars. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be sixty dollars yeah. or not. I know that they have uh, someone redoing all of the cutscenes, like they had Blur redo mm. all of Halo. 2 I'm just saying, wow. the Master Chief Collection makes it seem like a pretty poor value if it is sixty dollars and it's only one game. Yeah, that it's it's weird how destabilizing that is because like if they just sold Halo Two Anniversary like the way that it was, which they for probably could have. Like, that would have made sense, because the amount of money and care that went into, like, Halo 2 Anniversary was nuts. Maybe it wouldn't have been busted. Yeah, also that. Like, mm. I don't know. I would have liked to, uh, uh, it'd be awesome if they could put some of the later mechanics back into, like, Gears of War. Yeah, one. like, I want Judgment's <clears throat> Controls in Gears 1. Mm. I would yeah, love I that. Just, I don't think that that's going to I want four-player co-op. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That would be crazy. The environments are so small. The... 
but yeah, but there's like usually four people. Yeah, there's the usually there's usually game. you, your co-op partner, and two AI. Sure, but there are sequences the where you're like you are standing on yeah. a thing that can't hold more than I, two people. I don't people. know. They would have to port the, physically in, the they would size. have to port the engine to be a newer version of the engine, which maybe that's what's going on, because otherwise that version of the engine was restricted on actor count pretty brutally. So yeah. I don't think it could do four players and I mean, the amount of enemies. I think yeah. it's yeah. an updated version of. Unreal Engine 3. It is a version of Unreal Engine 3. Oh, yeah, no doubt about um, that. With a emphasis on added physical-based rendering. Yeah, I, I mean, see. all the shit that That's came like five years yeah. into Unreal as opposed to... Yeah. Well, physical-based rendering was never stuff that was on was that was yeah. in last-gen games. That's like a very much a new current-gen yep. emphasis. That's what a lot of folks are doing. Um, that PBR. It looks pretty good. Perhaps Blue uh, Ribbon? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, it mimics the way that light and materials react and like the way that light bounces off things so instead of just texturing every possible permutation pbr like, and hdr together are what makes lighting a scene um oh, really? joyous yeah all right i mean i'm gonna show anthony a picture Oh, Anthony gets to see you know, a fucking like the, picture. Because, you know, the way that it used to be in game engines and the way that it is in most game engines is like, you know, yeah, they might have real-time lighting in them, but a lot of the lighting is burned into the textures. Yeah, and like that. That's not like, holy shit, but that looks a lot better. That is noticeably better, at? yes. Uh, Marcus Phoenix, if you want to gotcha. come over here and look, I can't turn the computer all the no, way that's around. A, that's right. Um, um, uh, I was more asking for the listeners. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's just, an environment. Once again, looking at something yeah, that you know, people on I mean, the radio d- can't d- see. Much better textures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, it is visually it's pretty much, noticeably it's what, better. It's yeah. just what you expect. Yeah, yeah, it's what you would... It's like the RE4 update, right? Where it's like, okay, everything... Sh- sh- edges are sharper, textures are slightly uh, no, upgraded. It goes, it's way, way beyond that. I mean, they'll have redone models and stuff, no doubt. I think so? Like, they'll straight up redo them? I know they're redoing it because there's a picture in here of Cole where he looks horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a fucking mutant. Look at his face. <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean, all stretched out. That's it, it. It'll be interesting, you know. They'll bump it up to 1080. I'm sure as well. And ah, uh, who knows? And they'll get it running at 60 frames. Multiplayer is 60. I do not think campaign is, but <laughs> that could change. I really fell in love with Gears One's multiplayer. I played the hell out of it. I love some of those maps and have a lot of them committed to memory. I don't know if I'd replay Gears multiplayer. Uh, that year we didn't play Gears. We played Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah, it was those two interchangeably. We actually played a lot of Rainbow Six, and not even like a lot of competitive. We played a ton of Terrace, and we also played a lot of campaign co-op. Oh man, I played so much competitive Vegas. I remember I one night so competitive. Night. No, we met two dudes and played through most of the game with them, and they're the ones that started calling me Flashbang. Yeah, <laughs> why'd like, they do that, Arthur? Because I had the, the facial <laughs> capture like from the thing, <laughs> and like we, I had to light my face like really strongly to get it, and it like bounced off my forehead. And there was like a specular highlight on so the right. Head. It was amazing. <laughs> so they called me Flashbang. Yeah. Yep. yep. That game was great. Your mouth moved when you talked. Yeah, yeah that, yep. you looked like a fucking Star Fox. Game. But at the time, it was so mind blowing, dude. It was great. So. I couldn't believe it. Like I. It's kind of surprising me that nobody's done anything like that since. I mean, the EA games did it, but it's, MMA. It really doesn't oh, okay. mean anything. It's really fucking hard to do too. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know that for what they added it to EverQuest at one point. Uh, like, did they really? EverQuest two. Connect Sports <laughs> yeah. Rivals does it, except it does like a full on 3D scan of your face mm. and like builds that into the game, which is crazy. It's and like the creepy. only interesting thing about that game. Can, so here's the big question though: Is can it tell when you have uh, a beard and glasses. I think so. Cool. 
Because that, that, that was the thing with uh, with Vegas was that when I did my head thing, I had to take off my glasses. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the thing I didn't like about Vegas in hindsight was that... We couldn't put it, your cat face it, in it. Yeah, it was very picky <laughs> about the pictures. Like, if it wasn't exactly right, it was like, no, nah, we're not going to do this. We tried for hours yeah. to put it. Whereas like, 2K, whereas, like, the 2K games that you can just make monstrous faces, like, I wish it was more like that. <laughs> so, uh, But, yeah, I, I, I am definitely interested in playing through that campaign again. I... I it's been a long that's time. all i'd want out of it i don't care about the multiplayer i would i'm definitely interested in the multiplayer um and also i i'm just guessing i'm sure there's probably or i am just guessing i'm not sure but there's probably going to be like a gears 4 beta connected that's, that was our theory today i mean too. yeah that would make sense right it's yeah. the easiest way to make sure you sell copies right and I'm, it'll probably be for like december and that's how you make sixty dollars on that game. <laughs> Shit. Would you play the Gears One campaign co-op on uh, what was the hardest difficulty? Insane. Yeah, I've done Insane. that before. I think we did that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We played, we no, played I mean it like for some on hardcore. I don't. Like, yeah, not, not hardcore. Like, fucking awesome. Like we all did it back in the day. I'm like, like, would you do it like this time? No, no. I don't even play Halo on Legendary yes, anymore. <laughs> because hardcore on the first Gears was fine. It was on fucking Gears Three and Judgment where hardcore right. was no longer fun. Yeah, no, insane in, uh, is just impossible. Where, yeah, no, hardcore was fun. <clears throat> insane is where it, it stopped being fun. Yep. Like y- if you get downed, you're dead. Like that's fucked up. And if you take damage, you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, it. Wasn't fun in those but yeah, games. But yeah, in Gears One, like the hardest difficulty was the most fun in co-op. Yeah, and I, then, I uh, really liked it. And then it was all about like I remember when Ryan and I were playing. It was all about you know keeping a hold of the torque bow until the yep. end of the game. That was Gears Two. They introduced that, right? No, that was in the first. That one. Was, was it the really? One. Yeah, it was the, all about uh, the torque bow. The the, the guards, guards the when you go guard down into the ground the first time. Oh shit, that's right. I and thought that was they Gears Two. Crimson Guard in that game. Yeah. I mean, that's what doesn't they're called matter. in Star Wars. It doesn't matter. They're just royal guardians. <laughs> yeah. Theron Guard. Theron. Theron Guard. So you find, okay. the, tor- you find the, the Theron Guard with the torque bows. Mm-hmm. And, like, you better be careful because the second you get it, you're like, well, dead. Well, and then, like, wait right... a couple seconds before it happens. Right. Well, and then at the, uh, at the end, I'll, I'll never forget. What's the last boss's name? Rom. Rom, Rom yeah. Like, uh, you know how you're at the end of one train car and he's at the other end, like, two car, train oh, cars away? Him. Like, Ryan and I just took cover at that first, like, cover spot, like, yep. just next to each other. And we were just torque-bowing him the whole time. <laughs> and, like, he literally got right up to, and he was just about to attack me. And both of us at the same time did a, a, a no-aim, like, torque-bow, you know, right into him. And that was it, and we won. Awesome. And it was, like, it's game. one of the most thrilling, like, boss fights I've ever had. He was kind of a scary villain. I wish they did more with him. Uh, like when he kills Kim, that's it, a fucking brutal. When he scary kills scene. Kim, it's mm. it's you don't give a shit because it's just Kim. Kim was awesome. <laughs> I, like I, gave I like a shit Kim. a little bit because like it's pretty in like you're into that game by the time that happens. Like it's not like you yeah, but Kim's early. just not interesting. I was just like, um, what I like Kim. Kim. Um, blind firing in that game, man. Yeah, that was blind such a, firing. so many yep. things about that game were a revelation in hindsight. Yeah, even games now don't necessarily do all that shit. Why the fuck didn't anyone steal Active Reload? Lots of people have. I feel like Nuclear Throne or the uh, Mercenary Kings. One of them did. Um, didn't Army Mercenary of Kings two totally did do something? With Army that? of Two Hundred Percent. The did. new one did. The new new one did. No, like I think that all of them did. Yeah, didn't Army they? Army of Two. Yeah, definitely. Right, Army of Two them. had active reload. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely two, made the rounds. Army of Two was so desperately trying to be Gears. Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know that, that counts. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but you I, couldn't go back to back in Gears of War. Uh, yeah, but Gears of War was a well-designed game. <laughs> like, every fucking Army of Two. <laughs> you couldn't do it because it was fucking terrible in Army of Two. <laughs> uh, 
I um, liked the drawing aggro idea. I did too. Yeah. There were some interesting systems in that game. Definitely. I still think that it was designed well around them. It wasn't fun. No, well, it's because they changed the development of that game halfway through it into something other than they had originally started out as. Yeah, there are no tampons. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> tampons to like help to heal Plug your buddy's wounds. wounds. Yeah. And it was supposed to be that, like, you know, if uh, there was supposed to be this dynamism between the two characters, that if one character like made bad choices, then the other guy, like, as, even as you as the other player, had the option to get mad at him. Yeah. And none of that stuff ever. It just ended up being fist bumps. There are a lot of pie-in-the-sky ideas early last-gen that never happened. Yes. Like, the crossing comes to mind. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yep. What's the crossing? That was Arcane's game that was kind of like Left 4 Dead before Left 4 Dead happened. Where, like, you were... Like, you would play on one side and all of the enemies on the other team would be played by players. But you wouldn't know, like, which ones were AI and which were players until they just were, like... They revealed themselves to be human and they were trying to kill you. Yeah. Uh, and like one up got an exclusive on that game. I remember and that showed footage of it. I don't remember the crossing. Did it, did it happened. ever come out? No, no. It never came. Oh, okay. Out. I was um, gonna say <laughs> that's why he don't remember. How it. great would it be if Bethesda announced the crossing? Eighty three. Uh, I mean, Arcane is working on more than one thing. Yeah, there's two Arcane studios. Who knows? One in Leon and one in Austin. It could still be an idea. Uh, but so supposedly it's Arcane working on Prey two, isn't it? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, one of the arcane. One is allegedly working on Prey Two. One is, is probably Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah. Is, I mean, it is Dishonored Two. I think has been more or less confirmed. Yay! Um, it would have to be. <laughs> there were a couple games like that on the One Up show that got shown and sort of soft announced and never came out. Like Harker was the other one. Hmm. What was Harker? Oh yeah, uh, it was a Bram Stoker era vampire game. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer dudes. Yeah, and it looked really cool. And Buffy was a good game. Yeah, the Xbox yeah. One. Yes, yeah. 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 They also did in it was the collective they did an Indiana Jones game. Oh really? So. With the the Buffy tech or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Well, I forgot about out? that game. Yeah. It was the one before Staff of that. Kings. Huh. I'm unfamiliar with Indiana but Jones. Not games. The, uh, 360. Like completely. Really? Yeah. I've never played Indiana Jones game. Well. Is there any worth playing? Yeah. Yeah, the one uh, from the collective is awesome. Is it? Is that well, did that is that the one that came out on Wii? No, that was Staff of Kings. Shit. What was it called? Staff of Kings came out like Defa Kings right now, which <laughs> ironic. That appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sad, sad games that never came out. I wonder what those yeah. will be this gen. What the the vaporware will be? Yeah, really. Uh, Indiana Jones well, the, and the Emperor's Tomb. Well, these days, like games actually tend to get like when they get canceled, we tend to hear an announcement that they were canceled. Like back then, a game would fizzle out. Yeah, you'd be like, yo, where's that sweet Indiana Jones next-gen game for Xbox 360? They just wouldn't even announce that they canceled something. When stuff got canceled, usually the fucking studio collapsed at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw like three games last-gen that got canceled. The Frame City Killer, I think, took its studio down with it. The CNC game that got canceled. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Actually, I saw both CNC games that got canceled. Yeah, there were a couple. Yeah, Mm. and I saw uh, the... The game from that free-to-play developer that did the sci-fi show thing. It, oh, they had oh, a RTS Worlds. that was being made by Petrol. Yeah, yeah. I played that. Yeah, it was playable for a long time. Too, I was like, they were showing for like four years, and then I think it yeah. just canceled. Yeah. So, so I just found the, the Wikipedia page for the collective, and they did the Emperor's Tomb, which is great. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which was okay. That's great. Mark Echo's getting up. That was actually that game was like. So wait, wait, wait. was uh, was Emperor's Tomb an Xbox 360 game? No, it's no, Xbox. Xbox original Xbox. Eh. Getting uh, up was way better than it had any right to be. Yeah, 
They also did the canceled Dirty Harry game along with Harker, and then their last game was Silent Hill Homecoming before Double Helix came in and fixed it. Hmm. Yeah. Fixed it. Yeah. Homecoming was okay. It was all right. I didn't play it. It was okay. Double Helix is a company that didn't really make any good games until the very end, right before they got bought by Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, they made crappy game, crappy game, and then mm-hmm. they made Killer Instinct and Strider. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they also worked on a shit ton of stuff, support and uncredited. That's harsh. What a harsh world we live in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, when your contract, that's are you, you right. Uh, are you sad that there's no more Silent Hill, Anthony? Uh, yeah, PT. That was if, a big, that if, was a big I'm happy that it won't be made by Kojima. <laughs> so if it was a choice between another Silent Hill game and one made by Kojima, I'd just take no Silent Hill Sadly, games. I think it's neither. I bet we don't get one. Well, yeah. I mean, you're getting a free-to-play early access Silent Hill that's already available. I mean, I'd rather just have... I don't... I hate Kojima's no, games. No, wait, that's Alone in the mm-hmm. Dark. Sorry. I was, I was super confused. I'm like, nope, PT is a standalone experience start I don't to like, finish. I have not liked the Kojima game in a long time, and I think he's, like, he's just not my taste at all. What's so the when, last Kojima game you did like? M- Metal Gear Solid 2. You didn't like 3? No. Wow. You didn't like 4? No, gosh, 4 was just... Uh, like I, four was unstomachable. I remember how excited you were for that game too, because it's like this is the PS4 game that's going to make more PS3 game. That's going to make me glad I bought a PS3. And then I was like, oh, I don't get to play for the first hour. <laughs> I was like, fuck this forever. I bought uh, Guns of the Patriots at midnight after uh, Sons of the Patriots. What did I say? Guns. Guns of yeah. the Patriots. It is Guns of the Patriots. Sons of Liberty is Metal Gear Solid Two. Guns of the Patriots is, is four. Yep, you're probably right. Uh, I got off work at eleven, drove to the city, bought my copy, went home. Played for 10 straight hours, got food, played for 8 straight hours, and then was done. Uh, I played <laughs> through Act 4 of Metal Gear Solid 4 and didn't finish because I just could not be bothered. I finished that game. Like the, the, you were almost the, there. The actual mechanics in it were enjoyable enough for me to play. Like they were the, way better than any Metal Gear game had been before that. Exactly. I just by then had been so burnt out on Kojima's asinine stories that I was just like, I can't handle it. It's not even funny to me. It's just fucking Have you seen the end of intolerable. Act 4? You should just watch the uh, YouTube video and watch the last 10 minutes of Act 4. It's actually pretty extraordinary the way The Shadow Moses shit is unbelievable. Is it's that after so you great. beat, what's his name? Like the, the Latin dude? Uh, you thinking of Vamp? Yes. Yes. And you get out on the dock in Shadow Moses outside. I think so. Like, I just feel like as those, oh, ga- those shit, games so just good. increasingly slipped away from stealth action. Uh, the f- yeah, the YouTube video I want you to see is the opposite of stealth so action. So the thing, like, <laughs> that game is, I think it's really easy not to play it stealth, but the stealth stuff is still there. I always played it. Like, I, I played it. Stealth, I played so it the most hardcore I stuff played non-lethal. The, the yeah. thing with Metal Gear, though, is that the stealth, to me, was never as good as Splinter Cell. Like, as soon no. as Splinter Cell came out, like, all the Metal Gear so- solid, quote, stealth shit seemed, like, really, like... No, it was ...abstracted, never as good. weird, goofy shit, yeah. as opposed to, hey, there's shadows, and I should stay in those. See, I always thought of it more like a strategy game. It was, always, like, I think it might have just been the isometric perspective, but I always considered it, like, a very different kind of stealth game than Splinter Cell. Then, Incomparable like, in many ways. When they released the special edition of Metal Gear Solid 3, and they it was added a Splinter, Cell, Splinter game. Cell camera. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> controls. Yeah. And that's what it became. It right. is a Splinter Cell game now. Which is... But not as good at the things that Splinter Cell does well. Correct. Blacklist is way better than Grand Zero. And it's just going to have the craziest storyline. I just can't handle <laughs> that shit. I just can't handle... Yeah. Like, you know, like every... The new one's nuts. Yeah, exactly. They're always the fucking nuts. The old ones were nuts. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I bowed out on that series. I can remember the exact moment it happened. I was playing Metal Gear Solid 3. And you've had that scene where Ocelot, who was not Revolver at that point... 
meets Shalashaska. meets some girl who, who's on a motorcycle. Eva, who then drives the motorcycle up him and does a backflip back off him. Is yeah, that the boss. <laughs> huh? And I was Is like, that the boss. No, that was Ava. And I was like, I'm fucking done. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> in a game that's that's like striving to kind of be serious. You I was played like, a lot of Japanese video games, did you? No, I was just like, this is bullshit. I I, I want something more serious than that, and I just never played it. You would have had a blast with the uh, Metal Gear Solid One remake on GameCube, where all the cutscenes were redone to be like crazy anime sequences. Ugh. Like someone <laughs> shoots a missile. Him. In that game? What's that? Somebody did the cutscenes in that game. Yeah, it was like a, a noted... Mike? Uh, I don't think it was him. It was a notable guy like Mike. Maybe you're right that it was him, but Wait, but you're, I like goofy shit. But I want my goofy shit in like Viva Pinata and stuff like that. <laughs> you don't want <laughs> Solid Snake to backflip off of a missile and then hover in the corner to hide from the guards. No, that shit is not badass to me. You know, like, I agree with that. It's not badass. It's just stupid. I'm just like, eh, just feels silly. And and. Like the word phrasing that he, Kojima uses and the like sentences that he writes, I'm like, dude, it's like you don't know English, and no one had the balls to say that's the stupidest sentence I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> like you just read a bunch of like CNN headlines and were like, I'm gonna put it all together into one crazy conspiracy theory. They were directed by Ryuhei Kitamura, who did what did he direct? That thing with the guy versus. And, oh, oh, I don't know what versus is. Uh, versus is a pretty like well known sort of niche uh, like Japanese well known niche. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! He did Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know, man. I just yeah, I, no. I don't. I, as far as I'm concerned, just uh, let's not help be dead. It's fine with me. Uh, uh, yeah, versus is set somewhere in the deep forest of Japan, known as the Forest Res- of Resurrection. Where an escaped convict simply referred to as prisoner, blah, 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 and a gang of Yakuza battle a horde of zombies, while at the same time dealing with their sinister leader who wishes to open the forest portal of darkness. Just go play Silent Hill 2. They remade (laughs) it on 360. Yeah. And that's the only Silent Hill you ever need to play. Weren't the 360 versions busted? I saw a lot of stuff about that. I reviewed that game and thought they were both incredible and... uh, totally stable two and three in the room are like the okay silent hills the first one's unplayable at this point two mm-hmm. you um, said two is an okay silent hill game i said those are the okay silent hills like the <sighs> by okay i mean like they're worth playing uh, all right the room is the first one that felt like it was a different game that yep. got the silent hill name stuck on it right yeah, yes, maybe it that's was. what happened i'm sure that that's what happened Correct. uh and then Shattered Memories is, Shattered Memories really is, is an excellent oh, one. Oh, shit. I always forget about that one. Yeah, that's on, so, that's on PSP did. and uh, PS2 as well. Is it on PS2? Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. It seems like it was really It was very made for Wii. Wii. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was. I love it, so, man. No combat in that game. Yep. Just really great dr- depressing game. drama and uh That game is like choices. a game that like... And I will say Silent Hill games straddle the line of being weird and stuff too. Yeah. But they deal with like the occult and stuff. So I'm like, it's a little bit more forgivable. They don't try and be like... And that's when the government conspiracy started in 1976. Nano machines. The AIDS virus engineered to socio-political economics to stabilize the politicians so that the Senate would overthrow the House. And the presidents were all in on it together. Zach De La Rocha read too much anime growing up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, But but what else has any humans actually played? Uh, I finally beat Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, how many hours Um, did that take? Actually, I didn't look. Uh, A very long time. Because I kept trying to dig something out of that game that it never gave me. And that was that 
Love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> love. That classic, you know, Bioware Infinity Engine RPG love. And, and that oh, game... Oh, that's disappointing. That game doesn't have it. The... It has it has super solid mechanics. Like every uh, like all the combat in that game is really really fun. Once I figured out like the way that they wanted it to be used, because I was still playing it like an old D and D game. Uh, but once I figured out the you know the good things that they did with the targeting and the spell casting and uh, the positioning with the characters and their different abilities and like you know figuring out like the combos of things that you can use and that every single class in that game is good at what they do like there's no wrong party configuration you're going to be able to get through it no matter what um well okay that's not entirely true <laughs> if you don't have a warrior you're going to you're going to need to do a lot of micromanagement cuz you have to like use your warriors you need someone to, to like, tank yeah you need it you do need a tank if to do nothing else than to lock enemies in place so that your spells can hit them right um so the combat is super enjoyable. Uh, there's a lot of quests and there's a lot of little story bits in there that like I got really into and I thought was really well written. Um, but your companions are sort of just there, like you kind of do their quests, but they're sort of soulless. They make comments every now and then. It doesn't really matter. Um, the game feels like about 80% of, you know, what it could have been or should have been. Uh, and I, it, it it feels to me like somebody who like they had incredible ambitions. The Kickstarter did really well and they delivered a solid gaming experience, but it, it doesn't live up to that to uh, Baldur's Gate. It doesn't live up to Baldur's Gate. And it's that is this isn't rose colored glasses because I played Baldur's Gate one and two uh, both very recently. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the remakes. Yeah. Right. With the enhanced editions. And uh, those uh, those games, their stories and their characters all still hold up super well. They're just as compelling as they were when the first time that I you know played and read that game. And this game feels way more like uh, Icewind Dale. Like if people are fans of these old games, Icewind Dale was much more combat focused. It was kind of story light. Your companions were just sort of there and didn't really matter. And that's what Pillars feels like. It feels like Icewind Dale as opposed to Baldur's Gate. And on the one hand, you know, I'm like... I'm disappointed in my experience. On the other hand, I'm like, well, if there's a Pillars of Eternity 2, and from all accounts, this game did really well for them, so hopefully there is. Um, but you're all going to have to pay for it first. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's probably going to kick ass because, uh, like... Now they have an engine. Now Why they have an engine. Well, do you really think that? Do you really think that the engine and, like, the tech is what kept them from finding the magic that they didn't with this one and did before? That's That's... Kind of what I think, because like I said, Obsidian, they've been some of my favorite storytellers in games all along. Like, even if their games were broke as shit, their stories were so good. But do you feel like, do you feel like Alpha Protocol had the magic of the Baldur's Gate games? It has the story. You like Alpha Protocol too, right? Mitch? I really, I really like Alpha Protocol. I, think, I like Matt. I agree. That game's that's fucked crazy. up. But I think there's a lot to like <laughs> yeah. Alpha Protocol. I think that's fair. I think that, like, you can like things in a game that's <clears throat> messed up. Yeah. Yep. Like, and you know, like uh, you know, when Obsidian would take on a, they would take on like the second, like a an extension of like some other franchise or whatever. Like I always like their stories better than in the base game. Um, I just think they're, I think they're really great storytellers over there, and so that's what I was expecting when I got into this game. And uh, it's it's just not all there. Like they're, like it, they kind of plays it off like there's going to be a twist with you and the bad guy and stuff like that but it's really telegraphed really far in advance and it's not really that interesting um the other people in the world like they 
I'm really tired kind of the of the idea that like oh our in RP in our RPG you know it's like it's not so black and white it, and like that's, okay yeah, it's that's every that's RPG just, yeah, right that, now. at this point that's just like a bullet point on a box yeah exactly and it's like you know one of the things that I realized about like you know these older games like Baldur's Gate and Kotor and stuff like that is that I'm actually okay with black and white because like then you really have control over the story and the thing that I don't like about, you know, there's, you know, oh, you're de- there's no black and white decisions means that quite often you're faced with a situation where it's like, well, either decision that I make is going to be the bad one. Right. Or it's not like either decision I make is things are going to turn out well. It's like it always means either decision I make, things are going to turn out shitty. Right. And uh, like I'm I'm just tired of that in RPGs. I feel like it's super played out at this point. And I'm not saying that like. Uh, the other it's the cheap way to make decisions feel more somehow more meaningful. Yeah, is but that you're they, choosing between the worst of two things. Like right, yeah, and like and that's okay. I'm not saying that you should always avoid that in an RPG and RPG decisions because sometimes you're like, oh my god, this is so powerful. Do I want Karth to die or do I want uh, whatever her name was in Mass Effect One? Bastel. to die. Oh, 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 you're thinking of Mass Ashley Effect or Caden. Mass Effect? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Kotor. Ashley or Caden? Yeah, yeah. It's like, do I want Ashley or Caden to die, or, or do I shoot Caden? this? Fucking boring. <laughs> Kill Caden. Uh, there's also like too. there's an advantage, not not necessarily an advantage, but like an emotional. There's emotional meaning in choosing a, a bad choice in Mass Effect. Like, yeah, you can choose to kill one of your crewmates, and it's not like the, you have most to of choose because like, you're saving the fucking. Yeah, galaxy. it's like you have to just choose one of them. So. Yeah. I don't know. I like also, that in there this, are good options and bad options. Sometimes you're like, I'm going to choose the bad option because like it's more there, interesting. The yeah. way that it worked in Mass Effect so often, especially in the third one, is that like there's stuff that happens where you feel like there's no way that anything else could have happened. Yeah. yeah. But it felt thing. like you just you were backed into a corner and, and you did what you could. It wasn't mm-hmm. until talking about that game with other reviewers before it came out that I realized like how much shit I thought was inevitable like is yeah. not at all inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like Morden. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so much shit that can happen with more than that Dude. game, and I had no fucking idea. Right? Yeah, and it's um, been, and it's because like you're always going toward the one goal, and you think that that's the only way through, and that's really good storytelling in an RPG when it makes it feel like oh the the world and you like progressed together. Um, and this game is really missing that, uh, and it, it kind of bums me out. Like it's like they pay lip service to it, you know? There's you have reputations with all these different factions in the world, and I thought, oh, man, all these factions are going to mean a lot. And there's, like, the occasional dialogue thing that, like, matches uh, either your ability choices or your skills uh, that lets you get through dialogue trees in different ways, which is really interesting. It's not just, you know, how charming you are. It, it can be how strong you are, how intelligent you are, how perceptive you are, or whether or not you have a skill in a certain level. Um, but the thing that bugs me about um your reputation because you have reputations with all these different factions all around the all around the map uh but they're really only used to gate you like <laughs> they they don't really do anything else other mm. than to gate you or or to make it so that you can buy items from specific people you mentioned karth and it just got me thinking is kotor worth replaying on ipad did anyone play it on ios i haven't tried it i've never, I tried still never it played that game really? for more than like the first hour oh man you would the, love it. The first part of that game is actually pretty dry. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's like it's hard to get through because it's yeah. just like 
It's really slow so far, and yeah. I'm like, all act right. Act one is definitely an act it one. It takes like several yeah. hours to meet all the characters that you're going to meet. Yep. But they're all and worth the, meeting. And the quests are kind of like boring so far. Yeah. It's just like find a way no, into well, the car. because you're just a boring person, right? Like you have to become <laughs> extraordinary. Right. It's great. Once you get off the first planet, though, that that game just becomes I just wonder if it's worth replaying that game I guess on much, iPad. But I'm when saying when I sat down and started Mass Effect 2, it was like, here you are. Here are the universe. Shit goes wrong. If you're playing that game on iPad, you're more likely to finish it than on PC. That's what I'm saying. I have. That's and why I, I just want to rebuy the Banner Saga. I just PC. think that you would or be more no, iOS. I, I just yeah. I feel like with a game where you you will only have a, it will be the only thing you have access to in certain situations. It's yeah. the way that you will finish it. Like I have pretty lengthy commutes every week. Might as well just yeah grind out some Without levels. Internet access. Yep. Like other than on your phone. So yeah, like if I'm on my PC, I definitely want to play other stuff. Like Dota. Like Dota. <laughs> I'm actually going to start playing the Old Republic again. Because nice. Brian's been playing the older. So I wanted to play it after Celebration, just because I was so high on Star so Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> and I came back and I'm like, I'm gonna play Tor, and he's like, Oh man, Miranda and I just started playing, and I was like, You're a safe oh, people. You mean, what you did you the, roll? I mean the MMO. Yeah. Oh I shit. Two weeks. Swotor. Swater. Yeah, Swotor. Swotor. I what, uh, fucking what, hate that. Were you? Were you? So uh, were you Sith or Rebels? I had eight heroes. <laughs> oh shit. I only uh, have. I, my, had, my, I only have one. I Imperial two. Agent was my main. Uh I had, my, I had a bounty hunter as my main. Okay. My main my main was uh, Imperial uh, uh, Sith. Yeah. I had Agent. Uh, Agent was my, my yes. primary, and then I had that a, a Jedi Knight. That game is fine. It's fine. But, but I never played WoW, so it was my, like, I had the same gotcha. experience with that just, that everyone but, else had. But you I could, barely played WoW. But, but you I could just play see. WoW instead. But I like Star Wars a lot more than Warcraft. But World of Warcraft so much better. <laughs> it just is. I believe <laughs> it you. Is now, yeah. I think Especially. that there are so many better ways have to WoW experience too. Star Wars stuff than that. And also, like, everything that that... The way that Lucasfilm has been sold and the way that Disney is handling it has robbed so much ancillary Star Wars stuff of its value. Like, even stuff like the old... Like, Knights of the Old Republic. Like, the fact that none of that stuff is canon anymore. Like... Don't care. Taurus. The no, current MMO is canon. It is absolutely not. It they is because it's said an elect- that it is not. It's canon. an electronic arts game. It is canon. I'm telling you that they've. Fucking I'm pretty sure they have said it's, it's not. not there. There. I missed yes. that one. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now because I'm pretty sure that Revan is canon. No, nah, he's not. Yeah, really? honestly, honestly, yeah. I don't care. What's, so I can get away with stealing his mask. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. What's, <laughs> I don't care what's canon and not canon anymore. I don't either. The Thrawn trilogy is fucking incredible, and you should read it. Yeah, and the uh, and the Kotor games are fucking amazing. Yeah. Totally. So I just should. I just feel like as far as the those I'm sure they are, but I'm just saying as far as MMOs go, yeah. like granted you can play Star Wars for free, but it's also like the most punitive free to play game I've seen in a long time. Really? Mm. In the sense that it tells you it's the only game I've ever seen that lets you know that because you're not paying, it'll be like here's what you could be Peter getting. Hidalgo, the creative executive at Lucasfilm broke Pablo. the news at a cute what is it? Pablo. Pablo. Oh, sorry. If it's credited as Peter, they fucked Pablo. up. No, it's Pablo. I just said Peter. Yeah, he's the head of story. <laughs> Pablo Hidalgo, the creative executive at Lucasfilm, broke the news at a Q&A session transcribed by StarWars.com. Q, are the Old Republic expansions canon? A, no. BioWare has created their own universe that is so fantastic, we're not going to change it, says Hidalgo, which is a nice way of saying... No, we don't, don't give matter. a fuck about that, yeah. Like, yeah, let them do whatever they Interesting. want. Interesting. Fine. But, I mean, it's 10,000 years in the past. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I, I just feel like... I just feel like, a, you know... I just, man, I just feel like you're going to play it, and if you're not paying money, it's going to say, like, you know, it's going to tell you, like, negative, you're only getting 75% experience. Oh, uh, like that's that. instantly discouraging forever. It, it does stuff like that <laughs> to, like, get people to pay. I, got Which, to I mean, like, I get it. They got to make money. Sure. But it just, MMO's expensive. it's just yeah. to me, I would rather just, you know, like, pay the monthly subscription fee yeah. and 
not have any other transactions. Honestly, I'll probably just play the KOTOR instead. Just yeah. realistically, <laughs> like if I want to play a single player. Today I learned yeah. one of the Star Wars games. to Miranda and Brian. You have to play at least a little bit. <laughs> Today I mean, I'll, I just, I'll roll with characters. One of the people play. I work with made $14,000 in the real money auction house in Diablo. Holy shit. Wait, there is no real money auction house. There was. Not anymore, but there was. Yeah. Oh. And I was, we were just talking because a bunch of people at my work used to used to run it. Like, like do stuff to make money in it. Yeah. And one was like, I made a few hundred. One was like, I made a few thousand. That dude was like, I made $14,000. Just manning it and buying low shit. and selling high. Buying wow. low, selling high. The other dude was like, yeah, I made a script to just look for things that were being sold under value Fucking so that I could buy them. Fucking programs. Yes. So, um, uh, that's the, just crazy, uh, right? Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. I mean, that's why, like, there was this article that I read last week about how, like, coding, you know, needs to be taught in every single in every single public school. Yep. Because um, coding is the language of the future. Um, except nobody's the language of everything. math anymore. Yep. Yeah, that's but, like, you can, you can do a... It's not just math. It's language semantics, which people are even worse at than they've been in a long time. Yeah, but even just, but even understanding, get like, educated. just the most basic kind of if coding things is going to be important. Get anyway, the, uh, the the last thing that I wanted to say about uh, <laughs> uh, about Pillars of Eternity was this, just that I was, like... Uh, I, I had a, a really good conversation with a random... I have a bunch of random people that uh, follow me on... Um, the, or that I let friend me on Steam. And one of them was, saw me playing and they were, they were talking about it. And for them, they were like, yeah, I never played any of the old Bioware Infinity Engine games or anything like this. And he's like, I, I fucking love this game. It's great. It's exactly what I want to see RPG to be. You know, it's like I really hope that, like... You know, more people want to make games like this now that this is out like i wasn't old enough to play them back in the day stuff like that and so you know that's that whole thing that like when uh, i have a perspective on it that's like looking all the way back you know on these on it's the ancestry of where this game came from so uh maybe if you know people haven't played coming into it for the first time and they're coming into it for the first time it's going to be fucking awesome for them which i imagine well i imagine it's got to be like a a split you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I imagine a lot of the Kickstarter backers were total, like, I played the shit out of Baldur's Gate. And then I imagine a lot mm-hmm. of people picking it up now on Steam because it's, like, on the front page. Yeah. That's sort of a different thing. Also, yeah. by the time you hear this, front page should be uh, Marvel Heroes, just in case. Nice. On, on Steam. <laughs> so, I've been playing a lot of that game, too, just trying to learn the heroes better. Yeah. So. You haven't seen Avengers yet, right? I have not seen Avengers. I have not either. Yeah, that's the I mean, thing. I think I'm no one at our company has seen Avengers, and yet we're making all this Age of Ultron stuff. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. I think seeing it's it Friday. Pretty good. Good? Pretty that's good. usually the consensus. Like, not as good as Avengers, but still good action movie. So it's fine with me. Here's the thing about me Avengers. Yeah. Avengers felt like a culmination of lots of other movies. Because it was. Like, yeah. And it had, like, an arc. Like, it had a very clear thing that they were trying to do, and it felt like success when they were done. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, like, hints dropped on other stuff that could happen, whereas Age of Ultron feels like there's a story there. Like, Ultron is a character there, and they have to deal with that. But, like, so much of what happens in Age of Ultron feels like table-setting and parts-moving for, for... Civil War? Not just Civil War. Like, past Civil War. So it feels like it's setting yeah, up at Infinity least four Gauntlet, right? movies. Yeah, the Infinity War. Like yeah, yeah. they've announced Civil War, which I think it might be two parts. Uh, or maybe it's no, just one. Infinity Wars two. Infinity See, Wars two like... parts. Civil War is one. Um, 
So they need to set up Civil War, which means they need to add a shitload of characters. Well, and it's like they're also setting up a Black Panther movie and yep. all kinds of they, stuff. No, they don't touch Black Panther in this. Oh, like, really? I thought they were going to talk about that that's where they get the vibranium They talk from. about Wakanda, which they've actually talked about before. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they would show it. Uh, but, I mean, spoil, I, I don't think that's a spoiler to say Black Panther is not in any way in this movie other than <laughs> someone thought, connected to Black Panther. Yeah. In a ancillary way, I thought they. I had heard somewhere, but that's not even a spoiler because he shows up in the trailer, right? And and people at my work that knew Marvel was like, "Oh, it's that fucking guy." Yeah, Mm. Uh, like they. So they do that. They're setting up. They have to set up some war. So they add a shitload of characters because they have to. Uh, Because as somebody said on a site, I don't remember which, but it was a pretty funny joke. It's like. If you don't add more characters, it's not civil war. It's unfriendly disagreement. Yep, they need a lot of characters. and they're also setting up Infinity War stuff, like very explicitly setting up Infinity War stuff. And the reason that that is all a problem is because things that should be fairly simple story beats are excessively complicated. Like they loop back around themselves. They contort themselves in such a way that. So what you're saying is like in 2020, when those other movies are out and we can watch this as part of that, we'll be like, ah, cool, see what you did there. I think you're going to say, I see what you did there while they're doing it. Because uh, they've t- they've telegraphed so much stuff previously, but they're like, it's not just them telegraphing stuff that's going to happen, it's them linking existing stuff to stuff that will be there in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, And they go about stuff in such a, f- in, in a way that is really overcomplicated. Like, everything about that movie is really overcomplicated. Well, like, the way Marvel that Ultron... really complicated. Not just like... Oh, well, Ultron was created as a plan by so-and-so. It's like where they get the inspiration for that and how that works and what that means later. Like all of that is really excessively overcomplicated. Well, and what I liked about the other Marvel movies, including the Avengers, is that they, even though they were all like kind of loosely connected, they were all self-contained stories. And you felt like you were getting the whole experience. Once I get into one of the reasons why, like other than expense, one of the reasons why I never really got into comic books is because there seemed to be so much complication and right. so much convolution around it that I couldn't wrap my head around enough of the story to make it feel like it was worthwhile. Um, yep. And, and I think that like the, one of the things I like is that there are people that get character development in this movie that haven't gotten a lot. Like black mm-hmm. widow gets a fair amount of character development, although she had a lot of stuff in winter soldier. Yeah, too. she did. Um, but she, it's cause she'll she's never less, get her own film. So you might as well give her some screen less time. Less of a hyper competent <laughs> spy and more of a person. In cool. this than she was in Winter Soldier. Like in Winter Soldier, there were moments of weakness, but like she was the one that knew more than Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like, and in this, she is like dealing with shit that you didn't realize that she was dealing with. Like, and people who have read the comics will notice that stuff. Like, they bring up stuff about her origin that is very expressly from the comics. Mm. Um, and I think all that is good. And like, there are good character moments, and there's like a lot of good stuff with Hulk. Uh, and that's all fine. I think that it can be like really grossly emotionally exploitative. Like they keep toying with you like, oh, are we going to kill this guy? Are we going to, who's going to die? Someone's going to die. <laughs> are we going to kill him? Who is it going to be him? Oh, wait, this one's got a family now. We've got to kill him, right? <laughs> uh, and it feels exploitative. And also there, like there are Whedonisms in the last movies, but they felt, they felt like tension easers and this yeah. they feel a little distracting. Mm. Like there's a fairly climactic battle near the end where everybody's trying to make it to a certain point to fight whatever. Uh, and while they're fighting, like, uh, I, I mean, is the, the black widow romantic subplot fairly well known at this point? I mean, yeah. I know about it, 
So I'm gonna say I yes. don't know. Should about we just it. consider this like fairly spoiler? I don't this know is about it. Close, this is the closest thing to a spoiler that I'm gonna say. Like he makes like Tony Stark makes a hide the zucchini joke with her, which felt really grossly inappropriate. Yep. Especially given all the Black Widow is a slut, haha stuff yeah. that came out a couple weeks ago. Unfortunate. Like, it's it seems really inappropriate, and it's just like. There are times where jokes happen that are belabored in a way that derails things mm-hmm. a little bit. And it just... Unlike when Hulk grabs Loki in the Avengers and it was fucking amazing. Like, that's, yeah. like that's cathartic. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the jokes in this don't feel cathartic. Mm-hmm. Like, they just feel, like, distracting. So my main concern was, of all the... Because I've seen every trailer... How much of that is early in the film, or is that the film? Is that the like whole thing? all the all the forest winter stuff? Is like the first six minutes. I figured it would be. I figured um, everything we'd seen was yeah, like but one. I mean, Hulk, Hulkbuster seems like it might be early. The Hulkbuster thing is that's about halfway through. Um, okay, I think that there's a lot of stuff that you you see seen. clips from throughout the whole movie in the trailers, though. Okay. Like, I, I think it stays pretty clear of like the back half but i also haven't seen the last few trailers like i've been trying not i was gonna to say they they go pretty all, all out there um, so but i mean i all of the actors really know their characters and they feel like their characters and they don't it's not like and this is something that i mentioned in the review that i have mostly written is like it doesn't seem like oh well this is captain america and this black widow it feels like this is steve and this is natasha mm. like they're people that's fucking awesome um, i love that yeah. and like even hawkeye like isn't hawkeye anymore like this is clint good because the current or I guess the the Hawkeye comic that's ending right now with the Matt Fraction thing uh-huh. is about Clint Barton when he's not on the clock, right? And it's just like here's Clint Barton living his life I, being I, Hawkeye, and I, it's fucking awesome. Clint, like, <laughs> Hawkeye gets a lot more screen time, cool. in this, uh, and I I like the Scarlet Witch. I think that they do well with her, which is like important because she's a very important character in the Marvel universe. I don't know she why she kills all the mutants. All. She doesn't kill them. Oh. She takes away their powers. Yeah. Cool. Don't know how to After handle making that. everybody like mutants. She's like the third most powerful character in the whole Marvel universe. So she how the fuck do they Phoenix handle that Force. without... Oh, okay. But with no X-Men in this universe, how do they do that? Uh, they no. totally changed her origin. Okay, cool. So, they, I mean, they although, did that for a little bit. Of, in the comics right in the now, comic she, in the comics, changing her origin. In the comics, she's not a mutant, though. In the comics, she's possessed she, with, with the demon. No, that was like in addition to her mutant powers. Oh, God. But there was just a comic, like I think in the last couple of months, where... It's been canon for like 15 years that they're Magneto's kids. Yeah, of course. Silver and Scarlet Witch are Magneto's kids. And they can't be now. They're not now. So they're just. In the comics, they're not. Oh. They're retconning it. Ah, gross. You can do whatever you want. Marvel is going through and basically minimizing every character that they don't own. Like. Well, yeah, they just killed X Men, right? They killed Wolverine. Like, they're they're canceling. Sorry, I mean, they are canceling X Men. They're canceling a lot of stuff. Like, they're canceling. They've killed Wolverine. They're going to get rid of a shitload of their mutant characters. Deadpool just died. They're making a bunch of characters that were formerly mutants in humans now. Like they're now they're making inhumans like a very <laughs> important part of the universe. Like because Marvel owns the cinematic rights of the inhumans. That's one of the movies that they've announced. Like they are going through. And this is an accusation that fans have made, like especially ones that like mutants that they're minimizing anybody who they, they, they don't own the movie rights to. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's smart business, which is I mean especially X Men stuff because I'm pretty sure Activision still owns the right to make those games, so it's like so we can't make those games either. Fuck it, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, and, and like I I assume that with Spider Man it's different because they've actually been in talks with Spider Man with Sony about Spider Man for a long time, and that's finally coming to fruition. Also, it sucks that Spider Man has now delayed the Captain Marvel and Black Panther movies. Yes, throwing that out there. I, I agree. Shitty that those movies are delayed uh, by like a year or yeah. something. Uh, 
I do like that Peter Parker is a high school student and that it is not an origin story. Uh, so anyway, so back to Age of Ultron. Like, the thing is, like, the character stuff is good. There are really great action scenes. There are some very funny moments. Uh, I like the new characters it introduces for the most part. Quicksilver wasn't someone you brought up. I, I mean, Quicksilver is Quicksilver. I, it's right. the shitty thing for Aaron, Aaron Taylor. Taylor Thomas, uh, who is in fucking everything now. Yeah, he's just a way. dude like, in movies. It's like, why is that guy so familiar? Oh, right. He was kick-ass. Oh, and then he was in Godzilla last summer. And now he's in this. But the problem is, like, Quicksilver in, in uh, the last X-Men movie was, like, the best part about it. Yeah. His scene was awesome. And nothing, like, nothing he does in this is, like, compares to that. Because they blew their Quicksilver load really fast in Days of Future Past. Yeah. Because he's only in the movie for 20 minutes. Yeah. Whereas Quicksilver is in this a lot. Um, so the action sequence it's well shot like the action sequences are very comprehensible like which is something avengers did well i just think that the story is really excessively overcomplicated to a point where it strains under the weight of all the things it has to serve later and none of the no review out there matters because everyone's still gonna go see it i think it's worth seeing like i don't think that there's been a marvel movie that hasn't been worth seeing since like 2008 the first thor yeah that's that's my mindset too I, I think that the stuff on Asgard was kind of whatever in the Thor, first and all, second Thors were. I really I liked, liked Dark the World. I liked Thor. Uh, Both of them. All the stuff on Earth. I liked them on Earth with Thor uh, in the first movie was great. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I love this dark drink. Bring me another, and he smashes fucking yeah. coffee cup on the floor. <laughs> like all of that is great. <laughs> Thor like learning to become a person is pretty great. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that it's worth seeing, and I think that people like by virtue of having attachments to all those characters are going to want to see it. And it ends in such a way that very clearly sets up Captain America. Is there... Oh, that's good. Is there a, like a post-credits thing or a mid-credits thing? And is any of that worth seeing? There is a mid-credits thing that is not what I had hoped it was. But it's very clearly continuing setup work. Okay. Is there like a post-post-credits thing no. after like 80 minutes no. of credits? It's just the Avengers will return. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, okay, great. Blur did a bunch of effects. Did something in this movie. I think Blur did the monster in Dark World, too. I don't know. I don't remember. All I, I, I've, there's something very specific that I think. I think they did the credit sequence. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's good. I just think that it feels like it's serving things other than the story, which very few, which has been a thing that Marvel has gotten better about, like over the last, yeah, the, the last parts of Phase Two. I wonder if they're just like so aware of the the weight of the future of marvel films that somewhere along the way someone had to bear the burden of what the fuck is going to happen and it just happens to be avengers because it is the one with the broadest hero base it is the one that you can just jam all of this shit into and have it make the most sense like if they did this during a captain america movie it would be like offensive because it wouldn't be about captain america but uh, i mean with winter soldier like they destroyed shield like, they totally True. upended the Marvel Cinematic Universe in, in Winter Soldier, and it felt like a tighter movie than this does. And it was, yeah. uh, the, the cool thing about that was that it was, it tied in, like, right exactly at the same time with the TV show, too. The TV show has yeah. some Ultron lead-in right now, too. Everything mm. has an Ultron lead-in right now, yeah. if it's yeah. involved with Marvel. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you go... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't do the Ultron raid if you're new. I don't know. I, I think that Captain America is still by far my favorite Marvel movie. I yeah, oh Avengers yeah. Two is hell. Winter is, Soldier is the best Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that this is a good movie. Cool. It's, I don't think it's their best movie. I think it, I think some people are going to be disappointed. I saw <laughs> Avengers twice or three times. I assume I will not. I actually do that. watched it uh, again. Nice. Before I watched this, just to refresh my memory and like sort of get me back to what it did well. And it's a 
it's a very well-made movie. How yep. is Ultron as a villain? I think he's good generally. Uh, I think he's unpredictable, and that can be a little disorienting because he's a robot. Yeah, yeah, but it's fucked up that they made they took away his voice modulation and they just made him James Spader talking. Wait, really? Yes, the modulation was so good though. Yeah, I know. And then they he's fucking take it away, and it's and it's stupid. It's just clean James Spader, and he has lips that move. It's what? just fucking stupid. Yeah, so that's the one thing <laughs> about the like most of the effects this movie are great. Like his face looks like it's made of rubber. Yeah, like his his like. It's like the Transformers, like in the cartoon, no. how their face would be stretchy, like, <laughs> oh, no. which is so weird because there's like precedent now for ma- taking robot things and making them look like they're talking like with mo- like you can do that. Yeah. Whereas this looks kind of like metal rubber moving around. Yeah. It, it's very flexy. Oh, and both of those things are so disappointing. Yeah. Because in the original trailer, they were so scary. The voice modulation is what makes them sound cool. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm I, definitely not going to go see that movie now. God. <laughs> I think that there's still some voice modulation, but it is. As Ultron progresses through the movie, he his more refined version of himself. It just becomes more James Spider. <laughs> uh, I think that the the origin changes they've made to Ultron make the future direction of the Marvel universe. It's it's commentary. Ultron is commentary on the sort of power dynamic in Avengers, and I think that like the changes to his origin actually work well that way. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I see it Friday. And I like what work. they what they do with a character that you've never seen before, but it has been an incredibly integral part of most of the Avengers movies. So, like, I don't want to get more specific than that and, spo- and spoil it. But it's a fun movie. I can't imagine the original version of that movie was, like, an hour longer, and that movie is two hours and 20 minutes. Well, maybe they, yeah, they more, already announced, like, an alternate vision. ending. And a director's cut version that's pretty, of some shit? That's normal for this kind of movie, though. Okay. Like, yeah, that's that's planned before it's even finished. I just wonder, like, if the alternate, like, the additional footage was done, if those edits were made before or after effects work was done. Right. Because, like, right. an hour of footage in this movie could cost, like, $100 million. <laughs> but, uh, hmm. we lost ILM. No, it, everybody, everybody fucking worked on this movie. Like, there was a point where the entire screen was small type names like from left to right and top to bottom. That's great. I have a credit in that movie. Do you? No. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if somehow you got in. Hmm. Um, yeah. Special Avengers. thanks, Mitch Dyer. You're welcome, Marvel. I saw them announce the Telltale thing. That's I pretty cool. I that story over text. Nice. I was. I was. They were marketing the shit out of me <laughs> in that fucking theater. It was. It was a little insane. What do you mean? There's like. We're leveraging all of our passion to make sexy Marvel games. Oh, yeah. Like, I was on a Skype call with my editor who was in the building and listening to this, like, Marvel presentation that they were giving about the future of Marvel games. And it was, like, the most bullshit presentation I've yeah. ever heard until they announced, like, and we're partnering with Telltale. It's like, all right, there it is. That's and that was, like, that was the only bit of news. And it was, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. But they made, made us sit through a PowerPoint presentation before that. All of our games look great. They didn't announce any other games? No. no. They didn't even announce what the game is. They just announced a partnership. Yeah. Did they even talk about their other games that exist that yes. they're happy about? Yes, they did. All right. Well, they, at least there's that. Yes, they did. They talked about how Ultron is coming to everything. Yeah. Brand Synergy. It was a Brand Synergy presentation. Right yeah. now, you can get a, a pack of... I will say this, and it's totally shilling for a second. Whatever. But I'll say that the skins that we put off for Age of Ultron are easily the best skins that have ever been seen in the game. Like, honestly, they make old skins look bad. They're so good. So Nice. And if you, get no, I'm the, not going to buy your, any if of you your get old the Hulkbuster, if you get the Hulkbuster one, and you get these certain powers, you can like make yourself stupidly big. It's like, 
it looks hilarious when you see someone who's done that running around the hubs because you're like you're four times the size of anybody else. <laughs> does that affect like? Does yeah, that how does give them a more work? powerful character? No, doesn't make them any more powerful. They're just big. Do they get hit by the same stuff as the base model, or does it change their collision? I imagine it's probably doesn't really. I mean, it makes them big, but it's mostly tall, not wide. Oh, so okay. it's a uh, the collision is in that game. It's not like height isn't something that really matters in most things right like a projectile is gonna hit quarters. your pill yeah no matter what so um we so that was i mean movie. i don't know how much time we have left or like because you wanted to be home in a reasonable yeah, let's, hour let's leave it. we got like 15 minutes uh anything else to talk about dota oh yeah right so to okay, dota three so close this out with if you guys want you can leave but Goodbye. if you like, but if you want to hear about, we're, some, uh, we're also we're not going to get into the weeds. If you want to so know why people spazzed out about the Dota patch yesterday, first we're off, gonna, it's because this is the version that people are going to be paying it, playing at TI, uh, the international. Yeah. Well, so this, for everything. So but yeah, so this is this is the new tournament shit, and so and so it's for a layperson. Oh wait, so did I get back just in time for Dota? Yep. Yeah. Oh god, I'm going to go to the bathroom again. For Bye. a layperson, how does why is this significant? Uh, so the like, big what thing about, significant changes does it make to the way you would play Dota? So there are two, like, there are three major ways that that Valve can change Dota, right? Like, they can add new powers to existing characters, or add tweak, new characters, or tweak their existing ones. They can add new characters with new powers, or they can add items. And in this, they've done two of the three. I like, know, it seemed like they added a lot of items. Yeah, just so looking over the patch notes, it's like maybe. Too and many. not only not only adding a bunch of items, but from what I gathered, it was like. Items that used to be the end all be all now have a step beyond that. No, not necessarily. There were not a lot of items that were the end all be all. Like there's a thing called item progression in Dota where like items can build into new items, like yeah, or like really powerful items. You combine one item and another it's the same item thing in to, league and yeah, yeah, it's just like to save space. So they've taken in your inventory. several very strong items that were very purpose specific items, like uh, a shadow blade is the thing that Yeah, or a mechanism. Yep. Yes, or, or arcane boots. Like a shadow blade turns you invisible and you do extra damage when you attack something coming out of it. And like that was the that was it. Like it was built from a, a sword and a sh- and That's an what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. They added like a next step to yeah, some yeah. of so like items. Now this shadow blade has a new has a new version that takes another weapon that actually nobody really wanted because it kind of sucked and makes it incredibly powerful. Like it so I think it breaks your weapon. Yeah, which means you just can't deal damage for like seven you seconds. You can't attack for five seconds. But Jesus. did they do any sort of major changes like, you know, like when League sometimes changes seasons and stuff, they're like, we're going to move around where all the creeps in the forest are and the, the spots where you can attack out of so are different now and stuff. Some so minor things. They've done some minor differences to like times when extra creeps spawn. They've reduced the amount of gold that you get from jungle stuff and from, and from, lane, and creeps. from lane creeps to try, I think... Like the speculation is to try to encourage fights, like because mm. that's how Stop you're going to farming get creeps because heroes are worth more. Come yeah. get, come kill this guy. Uh, but on the other hand, they've also made it so that like a lot of abilities that there are certain kinds of creeps that you'd find in the jungle that were immune to magic. Like so, certain characters that would kill other things in the jungle really fast to get their gold that way couldn't kill them. Like a sand king, he's got like, a sandstorm that doesn't affect mud golems, and now it does. Yeah, and but, now those are those can be killed by that thing. So there's little changes like that, but. Uh, there are lots of additions to characters. Like the the big thing with six point eight one last year was that the Aganim Scepter is something that you buy that you put together that takes four other items to assemble. Right, um, would give new abilities or tweaks to existing abilities to a lot of characters. Right, 
and they've added a lot of new ags upgrades as they're called to characters in the game like very powerful things it seems like i don't know it almost seems like maybe that would be worth it instead of uh, it's probably too much work but it's like instead of an ags and adding more ag stuff what about something that's like you could either go ags or this and they add different abilities to your so, characters. so they're, tr- they're getting there though like they are adding so many new items that the slot that an agonim scepter would take up is now could now be occupied by another useful thing yeah uh, or in the in like one character that's been sort of. I just feel uh, like it's weird that you know in your meta game you have one item that's that so that's uniquely so much more important than anything else. You I think know you should I mean? look at it like an MMO, like the item progression on an MMO. Uh, it's funny my connect is picking up hands and I could swear. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's weird it. though. It's weird though because you know like in an MMO, a lot of times you still like I'm a rogue and you're a hunter and we're gonna our item progression will be different. There isn't like the one ags that we right. all want. No matter so what previously there's been item progression for cores and carries like the people that are doing like the quote man fighting, mm-hmm. like just the right clicking on things, but mm-hmm. uh, supports the people that like give other people mana or, or healing or keep or people gold. alive. Haven't had that sort of quote item progression. Yeah. And in this, they've actually added like item progression to some very, some fairly like, standard necessary yeah. support items like, like the shadow amulet that becomes a shadow blade that item exists specifically to become a shadow blade it's the only reason it exists it's a shitty item it doesn't become anything else it becomes a shadow blade like it only keeps you invisible when you're standing still as an amulet but now they've added a, like a recipe to that where i can use that and a recipe and that creates a or, and a cloak and that creates a new item that lets me cast invisibility on my teammates uh, so, so you can, that like, you support as, with yeah so invis. you could be running around you have five seconds of invisibility now go get them uh hmm. Like, the big thing is, like, uh, arcane boots are how you give mana to your other teammates, and they're incredibly important on the team. And there's also the mechanism, which gives healing, like, to everyone around you. And now those two things combine, like, into a new Yeah, because it's, so now it you did just cast one as a support, a lot of times you'd have those taking up two slots. Right, exactly. And that's, and so that's a big They're good deal. items, but they're not that great. So now, like, essentially, especially with supports, right, like, the, to your point... You have the mechanism and you have the boots, and then you would have a sentry ward and an observer ward. And take that's four slots. I know, and now the sentry wards and observer wards are in the same slot. Yeah, and they're double stocked, I think. I Yeah. So, like, that... Yeah, you just get more wards. That by itself, like, leaves a lot of room Nothing for in support. here that drastically changes Dota to the point where, like, someone who didn't know Dota that well is going to come back and be like, oh, it's totally different. I think it... I think the item shit is overwhelming I, for me. I, the thing for, for new players, who a lot of whom play support, because support is, like, sort of where noobs go, the thing is, uh, ever since the last patch, games have gotten longer, uh, and, like, people that had a really destabilizing effect on the way that heroes interacted with each other. Cause some heroes just, uh, progress. They snowball. Yeah. Snow, they, they get bigger, like longer, like people, other people hit a ceiling earlier and certain characters like don't hit that ceiling. Yeah. And supports in particular, like a lot of them hit that ceiling in part because they can only carry so many items. Yeah. And then like, they just get blown up by the characters. Yeah. They don't. And so now like as a support, I could have, uh, my mana and healing with a mech, uh, and arcane boots in one slot. I could be carrying wards all the time, which honestly, toward the end of a game as a support, you really can't do. Like it's like I can't have this town portal scroll that'll get me back to safety because I need to have a ward in the slot to go, like make sure we can see our jungle. Uh, so you can have your healing and mana regen. You can have your wards. You can have a scythe of vice, which is the thing that you use to turn other people into animals and disable them. I almost feel like wards in their own way should just be a dedicated button, not even an item like slot. Like in League, yeah. Maybe. 
uh, or like I could have a Yule Scepter, which like uh, disables someone by throwing them up in a cyclone and gives me a bunch of mana regen. Like there's a shitload of stuff I can buy. I can buy a Glimmer Cape, which is the thing mm-hmm. that Mitch was just talking about. I can buy a Lotus Blossom, which is a totally new item that reflects a spell cast at you. That's the Octarine Core, isn't it? No, it's the Lotus Blossom. Got the Octarine Core changes cooldown. But in the end, Gross. unless you already love Dota, it seems like... I mean, this is definitely an update for people who are like, hey, do you like Dota? Cool, we're changing Which everything. Which is a lot of people on yeah. Earth. It's almost it's, a lot of people. Million people. It's, it's a response to a lot of things. Like, it's a response to the fact that games are going longer and the, the pool of So are the games now shorter? They no. might be. I don't, I don't think that that's So it's, it's one of two case. things. It's either they are leaning into team fights so much more that you will engage more and perhaps be punished for it and then you lose your base faster. Or the availability of item slots and these new items... Uh, it, it makes long games worthwhile. So if we are carrying very, very late, that's we thing. can keep getting powerful. That's over the thing time. I don't like about like Dota. we played a hundred and what sixty minute games. Suck. The point. The point is that the way that the the quote meta shifted before is that it made games that went past thirty minutes predetermined because only like twelve or fifteen heroes were really suited to a game that went that long. And everyone like, else they just could peaks too early. Exactly. So, like, they'd be vastly outclassed so by it all just, those. So it just makes those longer games viable, but no, it doesn't do anything to make them go away. Stop interrupting me, and I will explain what it does. <laughs> so the point is, like, those characters could do really well because they could buy specific items and nobody else could itemize that way. So this does a couple things. It makes it so that other characters have ways that they can grow that they didn't have before. And it also made a bunch of tweaks to characters to make them better over time. Or, in the case of a few characters, make them less powerful. Hallelujah. But you're still going to have 60-minute games. I, Maybe. I mean, I think that... There but if you will, do, they'll be interesting. There, there will never be a point in the game. Oh, Also, like, there are... It's making it so you can sell things you couldn't sell before once you don't want to keep them. Like, the BKB, the thing that makes you invulnerable to magic, you couldn't sell it uh, after this last So you just patch. had to drop it. Yeah, uh, now, now you can you get can, some of that bank. Now back. you can sell and get your gold back. Uh, one character got an ability to take an Ag's scepter and just consume it and cast that on his teammates and give them all of those bonuses. So now I could give Arthur an Agonim scepter, but it wouldn't take up a slot. So it's seven slotting, like it's it's adding that stuff. But that character can't do other things, so it's another choice to make. Like they're adding more potential strategies and choices and interactions. And they're catering more to the audience that exists than a new audience. That's for sure. Definitely, and it's because they have a dedicated player base that is committed to Dota. Well, and spending and, money, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I mean, I you have that audience. Why would you go? Okay, guys, we're going to stop. Well, they're smart to enough people. to know that they're not going to become league. Like, yes, that's just the exactly. I, just, I think and they don't need to be. Like for a certain kind of player, there's been a danger of the game getting boring because like your role never changes and yep, it becomes that was less me. valuable over time. When this patch, they currently exists 6.83 hit i was in love with it i love that you know matches were more team fight oriented as a support i felt more engaged and because in the games fights. didn't end after 15 like a game wasn't yeah. determined after 15 minutes so to begin with it was like really interesting but as time went on and pros started fucking up everything and determining which heroes were going to be played in every match it became clear that like oh i'm really useful for the first 20 minutes and then i'm fucking useless yeah, well, i don't this need to is be only here. Been out for like two days so we'll no, see it, no no, no this is yet. not it like i mean the patch that's existed for six months no i know i'm saying that i'm saying give this patch time for the pros so to like oh sure every, yeah, yeah, every multiplayer game is like trying to solve problems right like you're trying to find the solution to these problems that can be very fluid and the problem with the quote meta over the last three and a half months in particular is that after the asia championships uh 
it seemed like people figured out the solution to every problem in Dota, which was three or four characters. Like, and there were some less good problem solutions, but those were still better than everyone else because of how long the games were going, because of like the way that gold was given, which they've also changed. Uh, like there, there were predefined solutions to those problems. And I think that hopefully what this does is that there are way more viable solutions to whatever equations Dota is presenting. Like there's so many equations that there will never be a perfect solution. Like you don't want a perfect solution in this game. And we were dangerously close to the best possible solutions <laughs> for like four months. And it got bad. Yeah. I, I give it till around ti before there's all those solutions all those <laughs> well they have to find <laughs> yeah. out by ti right like if you're a professional player and you see all these new items these major yep. character updates items are like being built into new things suddenly like the way you think about what you're building is completely different the way right. you're playing a hero is completely different right characters that were never getting picked are now integral are to the success viable. of something um and like that's the thing there's been a lot of like antsiness in the dota community about when this patch is going to hit because like everyone's like there needs to be time before TI five so that people can learn this stuff and how stuff works and figure things out. And like also so valve can fix shit that's broken, which they have already started doing because this patch is fucking crazy. So the way patches and Dota work is they release them on the test client. Like there's a test client. That's how patches and most live games work. So, but you can, you can download the test client. Oh yeah. You can Um, do it. Marvel heroes too. Well, like vision was playable for free for everyone to go try out. There have been since yesterday afternoon, there have been four updates to the test client, like four massive bug fixing updates from all the new abilities and all the, the new ways of things interacting with each other that are just broken. Not uncommon. Yeah. So I, it's going to be at least like, I'd say a month before this shakes out and Valve knows what they need to do. It could be faster for some things. Like when they announced, when they added what everybody called the comeback meta, like back last September, I think that they fixed, they quote fixed it the first time within a week and they kept making small changes. Hmm. Um, and the other thing, it's been a really long time since Dota's gotten a big balance patch. It's been about six months, Yep, which is really uncommon. Is it raining? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's just windy. Okay. Um, so it's, it's been a really long time coming, like, and people get antsy when the game doesn't change. Like when it feels like people have found those solutions. Well, (laughs) when it's getting progressively worse every day, like sniper and troll had win rates that were way past what they should be in a game that's balanced, like in the high (laughs) fifties or the mid to high (laughs) fifties. Like that's, that's bad for a competitive game. So So my cat does when she's frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I I think the patch is going to hit probably tomorrow. It'll probably be live Thursday. by the time this podcast goes live. I hope. Like we're all really excited to play yeah. it. Like I'm just regardless of how bad this patch gets, I just, I'm so glad that change is here. Right. And also last week, Valve announced that they're doing a series of major tournaments. Yeah, the it major does seem like I mean that's one of the things that like for better or for worse, like you know long term league has that Dota doesn't. Is just that the game changes very, very, it iterates a lot more often. It's also very sense, closely managed. In the sense that, like, uh, League of Legends has a the hero cadence of one a month. Yeah. You know, so that changes up the game dynamic a whole bunch. That's changed a little bit in recent times. They do, like, one but, every two months, I think, now, or yeah. something like that. But either way, I'm saying Haven't had that one they, in a they bit. iterate more often enough on stuff like that that yeah. I feel like Dota doesn't have that. But when Dota makes changes, it makes changes, it makes big um, changes. 
but the the tournament stuff is is interesting in that the teams that can qualify or be invited for ti4 like there are only so many roster changes that can be made and at very specific times i like, love that among those tournaments well i look forward to uh you guys all spending shameful amounts of money on another compendium compendium comes out this oh, week shit. I'm and there's a new compendium so what's fuck. the compendium? compendium it's the, the e-ticket so you can watch the tournament digitally. Uh, and it's but, like a but no one buys it because of that. Client. No one buys it because of that. Everyone they buys it because the, they get, you get a items. new courier yeah. and et cetera, well, et cetera. It, but it's not like they're also, it's like challenges. My like, friend's putting a out a Corgi why, why courier you, very soon. Yeah, but why do, you need to, why, do you need, why do you need to buy them? To watch it digitally because I was no able no to watch so you it you you can just watch Ti right yeah you watch it on Twitch like but to watch it in client, in the client you get in the client because it's a, a ticket, ticket and then it's a digital program that has like here's all the teams here's the new challenges but you're also you I mean they're also items. very upset the fact I totally that, was watching it in client last year at home I, th- I thought so too because I was clicking through on stuff and I showing just get bonuses what the powers it may just be that you get all the bonus shit because they do obviously they get all they give they incentivize it with items you need items you could only watch like. Maybe like the qualifiers or pre-finals no, were only. Video. This was like well. It no, was I mean like, like the last you could only days. watch the pre-final stuff with the. I'm pretty sure you can watch it all in client. Well, know. either yeah. way, they do it because people want items, and, right? And, and it funds a prize pool, yeah. for right? Them. And that's so that's the other thing. It's like you get special stuff, and you're like contributing to the to the championship pool. When's your friend putting out his uh, courier? Uh, probably in the next month. I'll tell everyone when it goes live. It's very adorable. <laughs> It's, it's a great courier. It's a, it's if it's a, a corgi, it's, it's going to get approved pretty quick, I it's, think. It's a corgi, <laughs> and it's got a little bouncy backpack and a big old mm, bouncy dumb tongue so and good. a little shaky butt. So. <laughs> the interesting thing this year with TI5 will be, last year, the like Dota Fever hit it full swing. It was huge. It you know The compendium was at $11 million almost, and by the end of it, everyone expected, like, wow, it's going to be even bigger next year. And then this patch hit and totally shattered everyone's enthusiasm for the game. So it'll be really interesting to see how this, how six point eight four. Yeah, they'll get every, they'll the get community. everyone back just just fine because they're going to be like, what about this dumb skin you can only get with a compendium? Twelve million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I don't give a shit how they do it. I like a big prize pool in esports is awesome. Yep. It's true. I mean, I'd like to think that uh, like a rising tide raises all ships or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I I do think that there are concerns in the quote scene about what this new tournament structure is going to do the dmc the yeah oh to the 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 majors maybe they won't have the one big prize pool anymore well they'll always have it but it might detract from it if like every if four times a year you're buying four compendiums i think the concern is that big teams won't need to participate in other things because they can just go to these events like they'll Mm. be invited like why would you go to so why would you go to like star Star ladder or whatever Mm. or like these smaller tournaments and like if the big teams don't go then no one watching those things will die because the only thing that those teams cared about was ti mm-hmm. and now there's like a, a route to ti like that's been a thing like all year like since the last ti is that teams have been shuffling like crazy because everybody's just, like looking to put together a super team that can win fucking change your life money at right. one tournament right like the team that won last year like has disintegrated like yeah. they, don't they basically together. don't exist anymore yeah because all those kids won a million dollars right so like they don't that's that's fuck you like i don't have to do this anymore money or i don't have to care money and it's really oh, so they, don't, they don't play dota anymore either they do like Some they of them just do. they barely like they just don't care yeah. like they don't practice like the the remaining members of newbie like barely practice they barely scrim and when they went into the last big championship, which was Starlighter, they got embarrassed. Hmm. 
Uh, so, I mean, and they're like on a salary. I think like the leader of that team to get traded cost their team like three hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit! Um, I think it was how like for how to get traded like to whatever team he's at now. Like he's on VG. Or maybe he's VG. Like it, VG had to play had to pay newbie like three hundred thousand dollars to get him. Wow! So like not to him, to his team. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Like prize pools as big as TI's was with no like requirements for stability. Like really fuck things up because it's a bunch of kids who don't care. Like they just want to win that prize and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And I can't blame them. Yeah. Me either. Me too. I'd quit life. I want that money, yeah. too. I want a million bucks. Why bother million with bucks? anything else? Anybody want to give me a million bucks? We already kickstarted you. <laughs> it's true. You did. Um, speaking of which, if you want to become a slacker backer for that, you can follow Outerlands Doc on Twitter, and their profile has details on how to do such things. So This is true. You should do that. You assume. And then you should... I, I know it does. And then you should follow us on Twitter... I'm at Chuff Money. Mitch is at Mitchie D. Arthur is at A-E-G-I-E-S. And Matt is at Talking Orange. You can go to IGN and read the work that Mitch does every once in a while when he's not being fucking lazy. and uh, <laughs> Jetting around the world. Yeah, going yeah. to Celebration to just fucking just sit on Man, the Man, we didn't even talk about Battlefront. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do that next week. And yeah. then uh, you can go to Polygon to read the stuff that Arthur's doing, such as his. Uh, he'll be reviewing... Uh, Das Witcher 3. Yeah, I'll probably be reviewing Witcher 3. My Ultron review should be up by the time people are hearing this. And then uh, you can go to, to MarvelHeroes.com, play my video game. Do it. Yeah, right now, really if you're good. new, you can play an Avenger completely for free. So, Damn. And I think that may include Vision. I don't know. But Vision's out now, too. So. Spoilers. Cool. So... I mean, they showed him in a trailer. So if, I, so if I downloaded it a couple weeks ago, I can't play an Avenger? Not for free. Oh well, you can still get right. shit on you. Everyone gets two free characters, but <laughs> it's just not the same. You wouldn't have necessarily a vendor. We started, we changed the starting heroes that you could pick from. Uh, Please, so. Anthony, justify your game's business model. To us. <laughs> <laughs> they know what works. Hey, it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's all vendors all the time right now. Yep. Just like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, it was all Daredevil. When that came out, we put out a bunch of Daredevil be ants stuff everywhere in like a month and a half. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One would assume. All right, that's good shit. And Should that, we uh, solicit letters for next yeah, week? Yeah, send your letters. It's uh, letters at eat-sleep-game.com. We'll answer them. Ask us about uh, anything, except you don't need to ask about paid mods, because of course people should be able to buy mods if they want. Yeah, exactly. So shut up. <laughs> also, uh, remember that uh, Amiibos are really fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 and with that, I love you all.